Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 451, recording live on Thursday, April 14th. I have one of your hosts, Mo. Kelly, you're muted. <laughs> still, still muted. <laughs> Control D. Control D. Okay, got it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Kelly. <laughs> coming to, to you from the beautiful house. I yes. know, right? I'm Adriel, uh, coming to you from my uh, green bunker. Yes. I'm Kyle coming to you from fake demo ranch, I guess. The grotto. <laughs> grotto, yeah. And our special and, guest. And I'm Josh coming to you from an actual bunker, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. That was the unsmoothest intro ever. <laughs> I was wondering how many episodes this year. Kelly, 450 episodes it takes to turn your mute button off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Woo. Woo. yep. Just started on the show. Already razzing Kelly. Jeez. Yeah. It's in well. We'll get into what we did with guns. What we did with guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearm retailer and they have Glock days going on um, and it looks like if you check out their website you'll get a store credit if you purchase a Glock I think Sweet. on the 15th and the 16th yeah so definitely get on the site and check it out or go into the store yep uh, we will start with Kyle this week okay what did you do with guns <laughs> uh not a whole lot, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's been oh time since I got back from my trip, but uh, I said I was might do a Twitch stream last Thursday after the show, and I actually did. Yeah, I saw that. And tore down the WK-180 and figured out what was wrong. What was wrong? And uh, there's a little nylon bushing that your piston slides through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... When I opened it up, I was looking at the bolt and everything, and I happened to look at the receiver, and I saw the piston sticking through the receiver with the spring and everything. Well, Uh-oh. I don't think that's supposed to be like that. Tried pushing the piston forward. No. So I took the handguard off, and as I did that, I got pieces of nylon bushing that holds that spring forward of your receiver and allows your piston to slide through. Got pieces of that, so... The funny thing with that is I actually have had ordered the brass bushing replacement when I first bought it and was ordering all my upgrade parts, but time and everything, I didn't have a chance to actually drill out my receiver and put it in. So was it so, just the, the nylon bushing that, that self-destructed, yep. or was it the piston that... No, destru- it was just the bushing. The piston looks fine. Hmm. It was just the bushing, let that spring through... But the piston piston came out of the gas block. Hmm. And I got really concerned because I was hammering it back into place to reload, which means I was hammering that 
piston back into the gas block. So I'm got to do a little bit closer look at it, but it looks look does everything does look fine. I just gotta drill out that receiver, put the brass bushing in there, and it will should cycle so long as I haven't beat the crap out of that gas block. So that's my next concern, which yeah, this last week I haven't had a chance to actually give it a good look because I thought about that the other day that yeah, I was hammering at home and realizing yeah that piston was out of the gas block and i was just hammering it back in so not good but should have it up and running this weekend i got a three-day weekend so i am planning on do working on guns i have a bunch of guns here to work on the wk included so a few shotguns and the wk and i guess they want to do some work on the range on saturday so yeah uh, well, while we were doing the live stream, I mentioned I had that DH3 tr trigger. It yeah. will not go in the WK because of the where they have the pin for the bolt hold open. They're, the case on that DH3 trigger is just a little bit different. It's different geometry. So that unfortunately, that new trigger can't go in the WK, but changing how I take down the Marn Sporter, it will work in the Marn Sporter, provided that ever makes it so that I can actually use it. I was just going to ask, how you gonna, what are you going to use it on? Where are you going to use it? Uh, that's the plan right now. Other than that, if, yeah, I keep looking around. I'm be interested to see the Gen 2s, but I think they probably going to be the same issue with the Gen 2s. Yeah. But, uh, okay. the, other right. than that, that's basically it for me. Um, Adriel, how about you? Oh, I did a maple seed. I was at a maple seed actually. Uh, Tom was running it as shoot boss, which is kind of nice. So yeah, how's that? Yeah. Nice to have other people running events, eh? Oh, it was it was super. Uh, it was actually really easy, um, okay. super consistent, uh, cold and windy. Yeah, it's about zero degrees and like constant thirty kilometer hour winds, which thirty kilometer an hour winds makes a maple seed difficult. Um, and yeah. at zero, it makes it. Uh, Chili. Even yeah. different, more difficult. Yes. Ah, well, I mean, uh, actually, um, last weekend when I was at that Stop the Bleed, I was talking to one of the guys from, from uh, Sherwood Park, and I'm like, hey, you know what would be cool? Um, I think Maple Seed could use some wood bases. I think your Thursday night fun shoot could use some wood bases. Why don't we make some of these adjustable wood bases, the kind that, like, squish together with the uh, with a little wing nut, and, uh, and you can squish, like, the uprights, and we'll just make, like, a pile of bases. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. And uh, and he's like, okay, I made a uh, a test unit. I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah, let's, why don't we make the rest? Okay, I'm done. He made just made them all. <laughs> nice <laughs> twenty bases. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, awesome. It's, yeah, it's it's so nice to some some of the guys out there are just like so selfless and work so hard at this kind of yeah. stuff, and it, uh, it it does make uh, uh, doing this kind of. So, anyways, Sunday rolls around. We have this uh, this maple seed and thankfully we had these bases because if we had run a target a, a target line uh those targets would have been bouncing in the wind <laughs> uh, and they weren't gone. they were they were rock solid on those bases awesome. nice. and uh nice. and we actually had a pile of uh, of shooters qualify we had uh um we start with well we had 15 registered one person no showed because like the you know weather was not that great um a couple of people dropped out during the day. At the end of the day, we had 10 people, like right at the end of the day. And 
eight of them had uh, had, had shot a, a rifleman, which is um, that's a high percentage. Pretty unheard of. Yeah, that's, that's eight out of ten. Wow. I've yeah. I've had plenty of matches where just or sorry events where no one uh, qualifies. Uh, so to have eight out of ten people qualify was uh, was something else. There's a lot of people there that shoot ORPS and uh, and are, are otherwise competition shooters, and uh, yeah, they did they did really well. Awesome. So, so you, f- you filled it with ringers then. <laughs> yeah, all great. ringers from Sherwood Park. That was uh, that was something else. Um, I was planning on doing a bit of shooting at the at the range on the weekend, but just like a day out and 30 kilometer an hour winds. Like I got like wind burn and I didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it by the end of the day. Uh, One thing I did do. um, So I hadn't unpacked all my gun stuff uh, by last weekend uh, because I was still finishing up like painting in this gun room and, and, and whatnot. Um, I I couldn't find any like decent shooting glasses. Like I I found some like real crappy ones. I was at Cabela's and I picked up this, uh, this Wiley X uh, saber um, they're an inexpensive replaceable lens, uh, uh, I, eyewear from, from Wiley X. Um, you know, they got like adjustable arms and whatnot. So you can like adjust them off or back or, or forward <laughs> and, uh, put the strap around your head if you want to look like a nerd or, or, or whatever. Um, and they have like inter- interchangeable lenses in it. And actually a, a really nice little case here. That's a, a little mm. bit like stiffened on the, on the outside. So they've got like a clear uh, tinted and uh, I think a gold or something like that. Um, taking the lenses off this thing is a bastard. Like it's, it, yeah. it, it's such a terrible system. I can't even believe that they sell them. It's, it's so bad. Um, taking them off and then putting them like, cause the problem is there, there is no locking mechanism on here. It's literally like in the instructions, like, Oh, you just like pull them, pull them apart. And if you do that, um, you can bend the acrylic on the, uh, on the lenses as they're like going back in there. So, um, I can't see really... force mm-hmm. them apart. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no, like I have another, um, ages echoes or something like that and they have like a little locking lever like you pull the little locking lever and boop you pull the lens off of it and works really well these ones like literally you gotta like rip this friggin lens right off the arm don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. oh wow i'm just gonna i'm just gonna mess it up even more <laughs> i'll just use them like that it's gonna be 90s uh uh rock star uh, look uh, all the time. Yeah. Wow. Terminator look, there's, there's no clear That's lens awesome. option. Sorry, I did, those don't even exist on these things. Anyways, <laughs> I can't say I'm a fan of uh, of that. I tried going to the clears because like it wasn't like a dark, it wasn't a, a bright day. I don't really like, I don't know if I'm, I'm too self-conscious. I don't really like the like super tinted badass uh, uh, ones. I'd rather just run clears so I can look someone in the eyes, but uh, no put, such luck with those. Put the yellow ones on. I'll put the yellow ones on, yeah. Yeah, I'll just so, do they have on. a frame across the whole width? No, uh, the arm stops just right there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's just hanging on to that much of the lens. Uh, this foam piece uh, stays and the nose you squeeze and you you, you pull the nose piece off and then and that goes. So it's not super convenient to like change lenses on it. They weren't as expensive. My, my other ones were like 120 bucks, so like twice the price of these. Um but I'd rather just get another set of those than this one. These $60 ones. They just, they don't sit quite right with me. Yeah. Um, I like make, makes mm-hmm. me like my tombstones more and more. Yeah. Like, well, my, my other ones, like my $120 ones, they're good. The, 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 like the, the arms on this one are, are quite thick. Um, 
which is another like downside. I didn't really find it bothered me that much. And I'm normally like pretty uh, sensitive to like a, a real thick eyepiece because you put on a, a, a thick eyepiece and then your ear pro squishes it into your temple. But uh, these ones, I, I didn't feel they were that bad. Um, but I'd rather have a thin one. And these things are pretty plastic. I have a, I have a set of the Wiley X and they have, it comes with, I think five different lenses that are interchangeable and the, the, mm-hmm. the arm. So the top of the lenses is, is frameless and then the arms just clip onto the lens itself. Yeah. And they work quite easy. They're just a little pressure lock and you just unclip them and they were yeah. expensive, but, but they were. These close. don't have any pressure. Well, they have a pressure lock. They have a friction lock on them. I wish they had a pressure lock. I followed the instructions at first. I like, I, uh, I, I tried it at the range. I'm like, Oh, this, these don't seem to come apart. Okay. Well, maybe I'll go home and, and check out the instructions and the instructions are like, Nah, just just like yank that shit off, and uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, not uh, so not, not a, a fan. Person. Not a fan. You know, if if the if the lenses were easy to take off, um, I really like the case. Uh, the fact that it comes with three lenses for like sixty bucks or whatever. That's good. I'm sold. You know, that's a good deal. Oh, it comes with red. Oh, I don't like it. No, sorry, red. <laughs> that would be clear. nice for clay shooting. I'll put the clear in there. I don't clay shoot enough. <laughs> and like the, the case itself, like has like little pockets for each, each of the lenses, which, oh, yeah. uh, okay. which it, it's all really nice, but yeah, no, like you're starting to sound like Trevor, you know that, right? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also while I was at Cabela's, I found a set of challenger mini shells. So I'll be using Sweet. these um, maybe this weekend. This it's Easter weekend. Um, so maybe I'll, uh, Bring these out to the rents and uh, and go shoot on the back forty. Nice. Awesome. So shoot, shoot some little some mini eggs with mini shells. Yeah. Little, little baby shotgun shells. <laughs> yeah. Babies. That's interesting. Cute. Cool. Uh, that's it for me. What about you, Kelly? Uh, did a whole bunch of stuff this week. I did the she shoots podcast. So it was episode four. It was called Running and Gunning, and it was on Tuesday night. With Amanda Fisher and Laura Seitz, we were talking about I, uh, IPSC, IDPA, 3Gun, and Still Challenge, and these ladies are fantastic. It's available on the uh, Lady Guns uh, YouTube channel as well as Facebook, uh, as well as the QCIF, uh YouTube and Facebook, and I'm going to share it on my page too. I just haven't had a chance yeah, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna share it there. Uh, really, really good to talk to Amanda. Amanda's been on the show a couple of times. I was talking to her about that. And Laura, Laura is heavily into Steel Challenge right now, and she's a fantastic shooter as well. So, other things that I've been doing is Maple Seed Still Twenty Four Seven. I'm prepping for this weekend. We have the IBC that's happening here in Ontario, and then on Sunday we have our inaugural Ontario shoot. It's at FRPC, which is my home range. So I get to sleep in my bed this weekend. That's awesome. And just to let you know, Adriel as well, I'm now currently booking into the 2023 season for Maple Seed. Just have to let you know. That's not real. That's not real. Got message <laughs> today. Fake news. No. <laughs> Fake news. I said, adding that to the show notes. Uh, the other thing I did this week as well is I I'm paid my membership at FRPC, which is great because I'm going there this weekend. Uh, last day, last weekend, I also went to the range. I took a couple, not a couple, okay, a couple of couples um, to the range. So the United Way has a fundraiser at work every year. And as part of the prize package, people get to bid on stuff. I usually offer a day at the range with me. And uh, I wasn't going to do it this year or this last year that happened because I've been so busy. But 
yeah. Anyways, the deputy warden tracked me down and said, listen, you're going to be offering the day at the range, right? And I went, okay. All right. Because it raises a lot of money. Anyways, so uh, the person uh, that won, uh, she came out this uh, this past weekend with her partner and had a fantastic, and I mean a fantastic day at the range. She just loved that. And then uh, I also actually had another couple that came out later and uh, we we shot as well. So uh, uh, the person that, uh, Wiley, he's a friend of mine. I, I worked with him as well. He just got his pal, our pal. He's waiting for it. Six months. So it's coming soon. Anyways, um, so he came out and he also wanted to know if he could bring out his girlfriend. His girlfriend came to the QCIF, uh, sorry, the Ottawa University Ladies Day, which was a QCIF sponsored event a couple of weeks ago. So I met her there and uh, yeah, we were talking and she's caught the bug as well. So she's going for her pal, our pal. And uh, yeah, yeah. The couple Good. is, is just all about guns now. So, which is great. Good. Uh, yeah. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah, cu- couples that shoot together, stay together. Yeah. So anyways, my wife doesn't shoot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> So funny moments from this weekend were I bought the Wrangler because I wanted people just to be able to shoot, you know, just to uh, uh, say they shot a revolver. And then they got to shoot all kinds of different handguns and that. And I gave them a little, I, what I purposely did was said, Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try every single gun. And then you can try the ones that you really like to see again about fit and how they feel. And I actually even offered all of them to take them to SFRC when they're, when they do get their pals, Hmm. Uh, they do come in to take them shopping as well. So um, they looked at the Wrangler and they had fun with that, but then they immediately dismissed it when they wanted to shoot the other guns. So um, I said, that's good because it's not a real gun anyways. Uh, and, uh, they got to shoot, uh, they got to shoot my 20 gauge, my 12 gauge. Mm-hmm. They got to shoot, um, my 1022. And yeah. So Wyatt has asked me for a complete list of everything that's on the 1022 and yeah, he's regretting it. And then, um, uh, the WK, it wasn't it, only every fourth or fifth shot was going. So I'm going to have to fix that. And you just send it to me, Kelly, and I can fix it. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could just, have somebody let's else just do that. So I sold it to you as like a working gun. Why don't you send it to me? Yeah. I'll fix it. So, and the other thing is, I brought out the uh, the uh, PGW rifle that I have, uh, and they got to sh- they got to shoot it. So, took them over to the rifle range, six point five Creedmoor. They had a blast, literally. Anyways, so it was a full day at the range. Everybody loved it. It was 19 degrees. People were, it was just so nice out. Anyways, uh, ladies' days, booking all kinds of those, by the way. So we're going to talk about that in the event section. But other than that, yeah, that was me. What about you, Mo? Uh, before you uh, just go on, uh, the Wrangler. So you, you mentioned like people shot it until they figure out that they could shoot the other guns and they stopped using it. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like I got the Wrangler so that people could shoot a uh, Revolvo Gat at the at the range, yep. but I have like really no use for it otherwise. That's that was like the same experience you had. People shot yep. it and like, oh yeah, that's neat. Shoot something more interesting. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like hmm. I'm showing them. Okay, you know, open the gate. We put one in. You know, rotate. Put another one in. Rotate. Put another one in. Close the gate. Shoot. Shoot 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 open the gate 
Now you're going to have to rotate it and then push. And it's like, and they got them all out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> going, this is taking forever. I said, right. I said, now we're going to shoot real guns. As I say, then you introduce them to a detachable mag. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going, oh, I like that. So choo, choo, choo. They like that until, until they have to reload it. Yes. Anyways, so that is exactly it. Wrangler is a great experience for people just so that they can say that they've shot, you know, a revolver. I own one for a day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A whole day. A whole day. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Um, Mo, what about you? And then we'll go on to Josh. Okay. I uh, had an IPSC match last Saturday at uh, uh, Utoe Club, which is uh, about 20-ish minutes from Gatineau. Uh, It was six stages. The only thing different is I shot at 9 a.m. And most of my matches are usually, like, unless it's a, a big one, an L3, uh, are at 12, 1 o'clock. So it was a little bit of an adjustment to an earlier start. Uh, but it went it went really well. So And it was six pretty creative stages. One was a, a weekend one, and I didn't do too bad. So, And uh, overall, I was very happy with it. Um, and... Uh, that's really much it. I uh, the squads for the Ontario Provincials were released, and I had chosen. Or my first pick was uh, Saturday squad, and I got that. But I wasn't surprised because I had registered uh, within the first minute. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at it. I think they have uh, close to three hundred people already registered, and uh, I thought it was. Sh- I thought it was done. No, 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 no. I'm because that because of the amount of the amount of spots they I think they have. When I was looking at, there's probably like 380 spots available total, right? So, and they're close to 300 already. So it's going to be a pretty big. Okay. I don't know if it's. I don't want to speak out of hand, but I don't think it's the biggest. But but I was looking at the through the history of the the Ontario, and uh, I think the biggest ones were at like close to 300 or just over 300. So I think this could end up being one of the biggest ones if it, if it, uh, if it fills up. So well, correct me if I'm wrong, like nationals usually isn't that many, is it? Uh, I thought na- I've never been to a national like 250. Yeah, it's possible then. So I think this is going to be a, a massive, uh, Ipsic event, Ooh. right? I mean, so. nice. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good to see. I mean, and and there should be, I mean, there should be more shooters out there, right? Because like you know, we keep adding to the numbers. I don't think it's not about a sport that people retire at fifty and then they're done, right? So yeah, what which uh, what weekend is that? Uh, it's at the. I didn't even look because I figured I was busy. Beginning of July, I think it was July second or third. So okay. Uh, and that's like the second L3 because there's a, there's one at the beginning of June as well. So, okay. um, which I'm registered for too. How about, how about you, Josh? What'd you do? I, uh, I did a couple of things. I broke a few things this week, which is not the best, <laughs> but, uh, happens. One thing, uh, that is interesting is that a, a few weeks ago, you guys uh, did a uh, podcast about hearing protection. And I don't remember if you talked about this. These ones are not the Caldwell in-ear bud ones, but interesting story about these set of two now. Uh, they were a set of one for the last four months or so because I lost one somewhere. I knew it was in the driveway, long driveway. I couldn't find it. Uh, and so I, I wrote it off and, and thought it was gone forever. And then yesterday... Shoot, like offhand? Offhand shooting with the pistol and, and like 
pistol in well, one yeah, hand just, and just, finger in the other? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, what I did was, I, but even funnier, is I bought a second pair because they went on sale at, at um, Bullseye North, uh, significantly on sale. So I bought a, a second set of which I lost one of them also. Oh, <laughs> no. I my ear on the four-wheeler on a trail on the in the property. But anyhow, I, I managed to found, find that one. Um, and the, the original one that I lost, I found just yesterday, and it was in the driveway where-ish I thought I had lost it. And the, the ear insulator bud part was chewed right off of it. There's It was like the mice or bugs got at it. Totally dead, covered in mud. I put it in the case, and it, it looked like it was taking a charge. And so I let, I let it sit overnight. And then this morning when I went to sh- go shooting, I, I put it in and it beep, beep, connected, locked right up, went onto my phone. I, unbelievable. I was very impressed by that. Wow. It's, uh, nice. It's about four months. It fell out of my ear and it was under the snow, through the melt, the rains, everything. And it still, still worked. Wow. And it was, when I found it, it was, it was delicate side up. Like the, the, the part that puts out the noise, it was sitting that side yeah. up. So I thought for sure it was, it was done. So hmm. pretty impressed by that. Yeah, that's um, impressive. So that unbroke, I unbroke that today. Um, <laughs> and then today I broke, I don't, I'm not sure what's happening with this. It's my, my um, PC carbine. And, and it's, it's historically, it's always worked great and, and never had an issue. But now I, I went to cycle it today and the trigger just, just, just nothing there. It's almost, almost like the trigger's, no, the trigger is resetting. It's just the hammer's not dropping. I can hear the reset. Yeah, it's resetting, yeah. but it won't won't drop. So I don't know. I don't like gunsmithing, so I have to take it apart and figure out what's wrong. But maybe I'll just send it to you instead, Adriel. <laughs> I think this is a good idea. Probably figure it out. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, I don't know. That 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 trigger does have a a play screw that. Uh, so that you can eliminate the amount of uh, play before you hit the wall. And so I thought that might've been the issue originally, but I don't think it is. I think it's something hmm. internal. I just put it on the tandem cross um, chassis on it, this whole thing here with the mag release and whatnot. So uh, normally it's just one screw and it all comes apart. But now with this mag release, I think I have to take it apart to get in there. And I didn't have a screw screwdriver small enough. So it remains broken until later on. Uh, and then the second thing, uh, this didn't happen this week. I guess it did happen this week. I was at the, at the range and my Dan Wesson, uh, it's not supposed to stay like that. It's not supposed to do that. So I, I was shooting and I'm, I'm not sure what happened. I, I took a shot and it just didn't recoil. Um, and I, I wasn't sure why. And then I, I dropped the mag and looked, cleared the chamber and looked at it. And the spring was gone, and I found it. And the spring retainer nut, which holds that thing in there, uh, is still missing. I don't have a clue where that went. So I, I had cleaned it before I took it out shooting. So perhaps I didn't have this thing that holds that spring in in the right position. Perhaps it was off to the side, maybe. Maybe um, you didn't put the plug on there. Either way. It was a straight spring into the... Yeah, uh, into the well, no, the plug was on. Well, no, the plug was definitely on there because I remember fighting it to get it in. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't really know if it. I have to. I have to test it. I got to have to order the parts now, and and when it comes in, see if 
I don't know if it would shoot out when it's just this thing is set to the wrong setting or not. I feel like it shouldn't because a yeah. lot of people would probably do They'd that. They'd have to turn quite a bit, I think, in order to do that. Yeah, the well, pushing would fly one, off. Yeah. Yeah, the the one way it's it's sort of safe and then and then uh the other way is for taking it apart. So I don't I don't know. Hmm. I don't but think it's it would like yeah. Those 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 plugs should be cheap though. The spring plug that goes on the end there. Yes, they oh, are. Yeah. Another thing, and Adriel, you might know this. I don't know if you can tell by by the spring or not, but the one end of the spring looks to be finished, and then the other one, this uh, this end here, looks finished, like it's wrapped onto itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas this end, it just kind of left there. So I don't know if that's broken or if that's normal or what. Well, I but. mean, that's that's normal on some uh, some shotgun recoil springs and that kind of thing, and and. Uh, usually the like an unfinished uh, end will go into a tube or something like that. So maybe that's the side that's supposed to go into the uh, the plug that goes into the barrel bushing. Yeah, and the other flat side is supposed to go towards the back. Yeah, I guess. I, I checked at SFRC today. I was there. Um, and Marcy, I was going to check with the gunsmith, but she's pretty sure that it's universal parts for the 1911. Some mm-hmm. 1911s have uh, proprietary parts, but I don't think that's one for that particular part. So mm-hmm. then I can just get it cheap anywhere. So that was my uh, breaking weekend in, in guns. Not a good week. No, it was a good no. week. You got no, to shoot, to. but not a good week for your guns and gun repairs. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Did you order the part yet? No, no, I haven't. I, uh, I wanted to wait and see if it was proprietary or not. So I'll probably order it tomorrow or soon. Hmm. I think Adriel's. I was going to say Adriel's. Let me check my tickle trunk. Uh, nice. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we'll get into upcoming events sponsored by TLS Alpha. TLS Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the farms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, virtual processors, and social media. Learn more at tlsalpha.com. So we have Maple Seed events are available at mapleseedrifleman.com. Kelly, do you want to mention any more? Or no, there's, no, there's all kinds that are available right now. Some in Alberta, some that are in Saskatchewan, some that have been posted in New Brunswick and Ontario as well. I think there's more that are coming out in Ontario this week, maybe. I don't know, Adriel. I think there is, actually. Uh, I think I need to add some of yours to the website that were emailed out. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, we're getting to the point where I think that our website's getting too full. Is the website getting um, too full? Is the Kingston maple seed sold out? I saw there was two spots left like last week, but I no, nope, it's still not sold out. No, the, oh, the inaugural one. No, it's, we still have a couple of spots. Great, which is weird. Yeah, it is weird. And so I, it's fate. I may have to attend. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. go. Although I, I already have, I already have the patch. I don't know where how I got this, but I think I have two of them. So, <laughs> nice. I've already done it. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have the Cabin Fever Classic, uh, registered uh, reg- registered sporting clay match at Wapiti Shooters Club, April 29th to May 1st. Go to wapitishootersclub.ca. And uh, 
We have Ladies' Day's events. Kelly, also known as the CCFR's Women's Division, is looking to support, sponsor Ladies' Day's events at your range. This is a range-driven initiative, but if you would like sponsorship and support, contact Kelly at slamfireradio at gmail.com or info at farmsrights.ca. And uh, I had put a story in here that I just happened to notice before we came on that there was uh, uh, in the news that um, a guy was arrested, I guess, in Calgary, and he was try and he went into he uh, to rob a gun store with pepper spray, and I guess <laughs> for, and yeah, so it was amusing because and then it, in the story it says that the uh, one of the guys at the store grabbed the pepper spray and then sprayed the guy and he took off, <laughs> and they ended up they ended up arresting him and then to add to the oddity of it, I think this happened on the tenth or eleventh, that they're saying that this guy had tried to rob another gun store two days before and had been obviously rested and released and then he went and did mm-hmm. it again so and yeah. oh my he was a real he was released on the second one as yeah. well so catch and release oh, course, that's yeah. what we're doing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. catch and release see i was so, actually expecting the store clerk that sprayed him to be under charges with that no no uh, you can use it you can use it for defense just can't have it for the purpose yeah. of using it yeah for but offense. the way things are going i kind of expected to hear that Come out of that yeah. story. But. Yeah. No, you're right. Josh, no dice on the on the on the plug. Well, I got extra recoil well. springs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for trying. Okay. Yeah. I just I yeah. thought it was I thought it was an amusing story. Anyways, the pepper spray, the rearrests, all, all of it. So criminals um, are not smart. You know that. That's no. why. For yeah. Bad life choices. I didn't get yeah I didn't get it to put it in, but there were two uh, I'll say gentlemen in Florida that I don't know if they both killed each other, but they were swapping bulletproof vests and shooting at each other. So <laughs> that's um, very Florida, Florida man, uh, oh, Florida God. man shooting yeah. at each other with bulletproof so, vests on. Why would you so, them? So clearly <laughs> they're not they're not geniuses. We know that. <laughs> So, anyways, um, have you ever played that game, Mo, where you go put your birth date on on Google, like Florida, and then Florida man, and then your birth date, and find out no. what Florida man did on your birthday? No, I never did that. That's cool. <laughs> Florida man, oh, that's funny. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> CCFR legal donations. I uh, don't think we have anything new, but yeah, uh, but please uh, help them out wherever you can. Um, you can do that through uh, sending an e- EMT at finance at firearmsrights.ca. And this is to help with the legal, the legal fund and any of the stuff they do, really. Um, We'll uh, get into new gun stuff sponsored by Bolt Action Coffee. Slamfire Radio is a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to www.boltactioncoffee.com and the discount code is SLAMFIRE, all caps. And then we have for our new gun stuff... 
Yeah, I'll, I'll pull up a couple of here's one of the things that uh, I just wanted to mention is that the uh, the WK Gen 2s, the 180s Gen 2s are showing up in, in people's hands. So that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this first one I wanted to show is Graybird Solutions. They have their chassis for the T1 Super excited X. about this. It's on the way. Um, hmm. The T1Xs, you know, the, like I would say this is this could be the best rimfire. But the, yeah. like, there's something there's something up with their magazine or their feed solution where uh, rounds come in and they they get spit up and then they don't uh, they don't feed correctly and I've seen that on on more than one of those things. But once they got but, that figured, like that the the bolt action on the T1X is fantastic. Yeah, like they've they've got a real contender to the uh, to the CZs there. Yeah, I think it just gets hung up. That's all. Feeding. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. Um, yeah. What else you got? What else you got? What else you got? Load, please, Mister Facebook. Okay, well, oh, there it goes. Uh, Savage is uh, is releasing. Is it going to load? No. Okay. Maybe if I come back and go back to it again. Uh, the Savage sixty four Precision is an MDT uh, chassis. So Savage sixty four. Uh, I don't know why it doesn't want to load. It's not loading. Uh, the brand two MS. So there was an April Fool's thing that these the NR, uh, I saw these that things yeah. got an NR FRT, um, but they 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 did. So they're uh, they're available now. Um, Iron Guns had the restricted versions of these for sale already. Not the non-restricted ones, though. I hmm. don't know if these are consider if these are registered as pistols. If these are registered as pistols. You, um, and they might be because in the U.S., like this, this would be like pistol size. Uh, you can't register them as a rifle here, so there's really no point in getting one unless you wanted to have like a restricted one and maybe put a stock on it afterwards. Um, so North Silver will be bringing in the, the non-restricted ones whenever those come cool. in. Oh, there we go. Now it's loading. Okay. Well, there's the Savage sixty four with uh, a scope on it that's worth probably three or four times what the rifle is, and. Uh, <laughs> Savage 64 <laughs> Precision. Some of those words don't make sense putting next to each other. No, that doesn't. No worky. No. Uh, Canada's Gun Store has Beretta pistols in stock. So if you're looking for an APX or an M9A3, you want to do like LARP as a, a 90s uh, action hero or something like that, they've got the M9s. Mm-hmm. Nice. they got the APXs as well. Do you know anyone that makes a trigger for those? For Beretta? Berettas. APX? Uh, no, not at all. Have you checked mm-hmm. M- if M Car- M Carbo has any spring kits for it? Yeah, it's not the spring kit. Mine, uh, I, I, it pinches my finger on the on the trigger guard. The bottom huh. of the trigger between the bottom of the trigger and the trigger guard. So I wanted to replace the trigger with a flat face or something, but it's oh. Uh, hmm. Yeah, no, no, no idea on on who makes uh, replacement triggers for that thing. I'll have to Adrian it out. I mean, Dremel it out. <laughs> <laughs> With a Dremel and JB Weld, anything is possible. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this one I wanted to show because I haven't seen these before. So we've we've seen these Turkish guns everywhere and, and the, the Turkish shotguns. And the, some mm-hmm. of them do some interesting things. This one, I don't believe I've seen before. It's an over-under 20 gauge that folds. Hmm. Folds down oh. the middle interesting right very interesting yeah like a, a small game gun that you can like pack around and like they had the single shots like this but why not a double why not two barrel right hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, I found that interesting because I haven't seen anything like that before. It's just odd. It's odd, but like I can see the practical benefit of it because you could like backpack that thing and then That's go like true. grouse hunting or something like that and have two shots instead of one. Like the singles are are super practical. The the break action singles that that fold like that they're around two hundred bucks. They uh, they give you one shot on game. Um, hmm. yeah. yeah, interesting. I would hope that it would have something like a release or something to get it to actually fold. That doesn't as soon as you break it open, fold in half like that. I would assume so. I think you yeah. know. There is there's a there's a separate lock. I, I have a, a 12 gauge version of it, not not that brand, different brand, and it, you can crack it like a regular break action, and then there's another pin that you have to sort of push to have it fold all the way in. Okay. But it kicks like a mule though. That just because <laughs> oh, <it's> so yeah. <laughs> small. Like to welcome to the show, Josh. Uh, here to talk about building a gun gun room. Clearly, he's a gun guy based on the stuff all behind him. Um, before we get started on the on the gun room stuff, uh, tell us about a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Josh. I've uh, I know Kelly sort of over the last couple of years. We sold me some appliances. Uh, sold some appliances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been in the. I haven't really been. I've had my hunting license for for forever, and I I bought my first gun when I was. 17 or 18 or whatever but i haven't never really got into it until uh recently a few years back probably maybe well now probably 10 years ago actually might have been more than that it was when facebook still allowed you to sell uh firearms i used to buy and sell a lot had a friend that used to redo them for me so he'd he'd carbon fiber dip them or whatever so i'd buy them cheap and then sell them and ship them away and kind of got into it that way and started to build up a bit of a collection And then uh, at that point, I just had a one of those old stack on gun safes in the corner, and I just kept moving them in and out of there. And then we just built a house recently, and uh, that's when I built this this gun room. Happened by accident, sort of. But uh, <laughs> funny story. Where were you the, like uh, just moving in and just uh, honey? I accidentally made a gun room. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> so what happened was the, the, it's a log home, like the the pine round logs and uh i was the general contractor and i don't have a clue what i'm doing so i it was up to me to to do the foundation and then the the log home guys were going to come in and and do the prefab log home that they built on top of the foundation so one before they delivered it we were we were sitting here in the basement and uh the one foreman of the the log builder company looks around he says wait a minute you built a, a, a rectangular foundation and i said yeah and he, said, he says, your house isn't rectangular. <laughs> so, whoa, oops. so what had happened is that I, I just made a big square and it turns out the front of my house juts in a little bit. So that jut had no, there was no footing there. So I had to sort of pour a footing after the cement was already done. And what it ended up leaving was a six foot by 40 foot long space that was uh, used for, we didn't have a plan for it. So. I sold my wife on the idea saying that it would be it'd be because she it'd be a wine room and a gun room sort of is the angle that I took uh, to to put it in place. I think there are still a few. Is there wine in there? Like three bottles in the corner. Wine rack. Wine rack. Homemade wine is disgusting, but we we keep it in there just to make it look full. It's It's for the guests that come over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Christmas presents. So now it's just a uh, just a gun room, and uh, yeah, it's a my yeah. You you've gotten 
you've gotten quite heavily into to firearms. I know that when I went and met you, it was great to chat with you. We sat down for a little bit. We talked about guns first, and then you you did sell me some appliances. But you also um, you quite regularly write into the show as well about your experiences mm-hmm. and also with firearms as well. You uh, you gave us some great feedback on Gray Birch Solutions as well. So it was uh, it's it's good. I when we were talking about building a gun room, you had actually written in and also sent in some pictures too about your gun room that you built. And I said this would be a great topic because I know a lot of people right now during the pandemic people were. We're getting into home renovations and then mm-hmm. everything skyrocketed, like the price of lumber and all that. But lumber's starting to come down again and people are still working from home and that. And this might be something that might interest them. We actually had a lot of people write into the show or ask questions, but specifically building a gun room. What are the specifications around it? What are some do's and don'ts? And it's, you know, you just built one. Adriel's building one currently. Let's talk about it. That's why I reached out to you. I thought it'd be a great idea to have, you know, this is a topic this week. Yeah, good timing. Very good yeah. timing. I think I, I sent that letter in just kind of out of the blue a couple weeks ago or an email or whatever. So, yeah, good timing. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, um, I guess there's a couple of things to think about, right? Because some people think of a gun room and they've got like, uh, it's more like a gun locker, like a, an enlarged gun locker, maybe, if you will. Like a closet. Um, yeah, like a closet with that's basically been secured. Um, so I guess for American listeners, like here in Canada, the part of the allure to a to a gun room would be that you can store all your guns in there with uh, none of the safe restrictions that would be in any other room, I guess, because they're like hardened, built for. Um, when you constructed yours, I guess the, the the cool thing about yours is that you pour like a, a ton of cement, right? So it's a uh, it's a pretty secure room, just just by itself like that yeah it's also it's also a gun room that could be a bunker or a you know prepper room i'd kind of do a little bit of everything in here just because it's it's built that way i think the regulations get a little bit sticky if you have firearms and ammunition in there and then if there's a window then that gets a little tricky so this is uh four walls are well, three and a half of the walls are all cement. And then the, the door I chose to put on it is, is it's not an actual safe door, but it mimics one. So it's a solid, mm-hmm. it's not solid steel, but it's, it is steel. And it has a peephole and the, the combination lock on the outside digital combination lock. So it is basically a vault. So, but I don't know if you, if you had a window and if you, you know, just had a little wooden door and you could break in with an X-Acto knife, like some houses nowadays, you might be, might be a little bit different for the regs. Yeah, well, the regulations say that it's been constructed to be difficult to break into, and that's that's basically it. There's no like must be steel, must not have window, and all these other things. I think the window thing, um, the risk there is you get some looky loos. Someone might like jump into your backyard and take a look around and be like, "Oh, there's a window here," and look in and see like a crap ton of guns, and that would uh, that would set you up for uh, a potential theft in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, like, I don't, I don't think anyone actually knows how this would uh, play out in uh, in court, though, because it just doesn't come up very often. The times it has come up, it, like even guys who have like concrete uh, uh, bunkers that take like days to get in, still get charged with uh, with unsafe storage. Be a good good Runkle Ian Runkle uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, I think he has he has done episodes on it. It just comes down to a lot of the stuff is just isn't tested in court, so. Um, you might like any, any one of us may have to test it just 
by virtue of getting charged with some nonsense uh, charge. But yeah, suffice to say, constructed in uh, in a way that is uh, is hard to break into. I've got <clears throat> I don't have concrete for three walls. I got concrete for two walls, and the other two are hardened. And I've got a steel door with a, a big bad deadbolt on it and whatnot as well. Combo because everything's combo here. Got to go combo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, so I, I guess a lot, for a lot of people, their, their house size and, and kind of what, uh, what rooms they have available will, uh, will dictate how much space they have. Um, you mentioned you, you put a couple of extra things in here, like wine and that kind of thing. What other activities that did you think about including or, or making space for in your, uh, in your gun room? Uh, well, the wine was a, a wife cell more than anything, but the, um, the other factor like, of the sale are the deal there it's one yeah <laughs> yeah you need to have buy-in right you need to have buy-in. she she did all the i don't know if you can see up here all the the brick mm-hmm. portion of it it's not brick it's just meant to look like brick and she did all that so she she bought in and we did it together it was great um the um other things that i use in here i'm, I'm looking at it now there's there's kind of preppery sort of stuff um i've actually got couple of comments lately the people that know that i have this room when they see the political climate and the wars in ukraine and just all the chaos generally that's happening and people are starting to trend to get a little bit more you know not paranoid but just want to be prepared for their their own safety mm-hmm. so i have a, an area in here that has um buckets of pre-made uh meals that i think each bucket is four meals for two people or something like that and then there's calorie cubes and there's uh, mixed mm. gas that doesn't go bad and water and blah, 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 blah. So that's a portion of it. Um, and then also uh, from a security perspective, I did things like the the lights run off a of remote control, which, so you can't turn them on physically inside or outside. You have to have this remote control. So if someone did break in I can and they happen to be in the gun room, then I can just shut the lights off nice. and uh, get it to be pitch black so good luck finding your way through a pitch black interesting Hmm. that's interesting that's very clever yeah so i was thinking of putting a a video camera either in mine or on the entrance to it i'm not quite sure which one i want to do on the entrance on the way in i guess you could like see people coming in on the on the inside you can see what they're doing in there i'm not sure which one to do though have you thought about like security cameras or anything like that I have, but my uh, I live in the country, and the Wi-Fi is not the best. And most uh, of us, I don't want to run wires necessarily. I mean, if half would have a computer su- surveillance system, <laughs> right uh. right um, but so I have thought about doing a couple cameras, and I do have a, a Wi-Fi camera in the driveway, and I've thought about doing a camera in here and and outside and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I just haven't haven't got there yet. Nor do I have room with the the design of this being six feet wide. And forty long, there's just it's not a lot of it's not a lot of depth of wall space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You said you had a, a peephole in the door. That's kind of interesting. I kind of kind of like that idea because I guess like uh, push comes to shove, that's your panic room, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's all the supplies are in here, and that's another reason why the the um, switch is only from that remote because if if it somebody's on the outside and if switches on the outside, then that's not very convenient. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about um, uh, what, what, so you have a people in the door, but what type of door is it? How secure is that door uh, specifically? So it's 
I couldn't without, you could shoot through it. I'd, I'm sure um, with a slug or something, I, I wouldn't want to stand on the other side of it and test it with birdshot even, but <laughs> not <laughs> solid steel, but it's definitely made of metal. Um, okay. So it's, it's an exterior door. It's probably like wrapped metal, right? That's, that's what mine is. It's wrapped metal. They're sturdy enough. You, you can beat them in with a, uh, what do you call those? Uh, battering ram. Battering rams. Yeah. You can beat them in with those, but it'll take a while and you got really got to get after them. Yeah. I'd really take a, a few hard kicks in the right spots to make, to make anything happen. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I wanted one of those big safe, like the, the big Browning, you know, big safe doors, doors yep. safe, yeah. big crank and, and that sort of thing. But they're, uh, we almost did, but they're, pretty expensive so I just they're expensive yeah. and like the convenience like think about it, you're going to be in and out of there all the time and like rolling the bigger the door the heavier and the more inertia it has to swing like at some point it's just not convenient anymore you gotta like there has to be a balance between security and uh being able to use the thing usability yeah and yeah. and another thing too is people in the, that live in the household it's just my wife and i but but she doesn't have her pal or her our pal so Technically, when I leave the house, this this thing needs to be locked down like a safe because mm-hmm. she yeah. can't have access, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. she doesn't know the combination of the door and whatever. So if I get yeah. if I'm in the dog, I can lock myself in here and lock her. <laughs> <laughs> you, speaking of Ian Runkle, you show her the video about uh, her getting your pal. Mm, maybe a good mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen that, but I've been trying to get her to do it sooner. Yeah. So you, want, right. you get one of those combo keypad dealies for the for the lock, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Just I was a, thinking about getting one of the fingerprint ones, but they're they're like three hundred plus to get anything with any reliability, and uh, mm-hmm. you can get the Bluetooth one, but then I need the phone on me and uh, keypad. So my my wife made me for Christmas. Uh, uh, it's like an alarm clock stand, but it's also uh, a safe. Um, and it has a fingerprint um, entry Biometric. system on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. And uh, it's it's quite it's good for what it is. I think she she didn't pay much, like thirty bucks on Amazon. I mean, I wouldn't oh. want to bet my life really? on it or anything, but but uh, if her fingerprint won't work, mine does. No one. So it's it's. I'm pretty impressed with it so far. Cool. And then cool. there's a little spring so that the door safe door like pops open when when you do reach over and. Boop. Mm-hmm. So, nice. so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed to one of those, but a good one would probably be expensive and you don't want to be locked out of your, your gun room. That's for sure. No. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Especially when it counts. What about lighting? Yeah. No, Adriel was doing the Chinesium uh, roll strips. strip lights. Yeah, yeah. Lots of them. <laughs> so I see your lighting actually is pretty good. What type of lighting do you have in there? There's a few different things happening. So the, the main lights right now are off because they they're, the, the domes in the ceiling I haven't turned off it's just too too bright you bright yeah. and they're the bright white lights so I've got okay. bright white and warm white um, the spotlights that are shining on the wall behind me right now are are warm white I don't know if you can see that little vortex sign right there too yeah we can right above my finger it's uh it's um they donated it for the for the gun room actually which is kind of nice of them uh, nice but that's put out some light and then over my pistols, which you can't see here, I don't know if I can spin this and not make everybody right there. There's a separate light there, so yeah, okay. You can just run your hand in front of it, and it turns on and off. Nice. So it's kind of like a strip light, but a little bit different. 
Okay, cool. Um, and then I've got the there's at the very far end there's a spotlight from an old ship, like a antique ship, ocean running ship. Big spotlight from that that I've, I've repurposed and it's shining on the the guns hanging vertically at the end. Yes. So a few different things. If I would have thought about it, I would have done LED strips probably because they're, they are convenient and the different colors and the warm and, and uh, cool light that you can choose. But I didn't think of it at the time. Can I back up a, just a little bit? I have a question about purpose. Why exactly did you actually build the room? What was the purpose of it? Was it just to keep the guns or were you intending to bring people in and show them? or And is that why you've... I did a little bit more fine detail because there is a difference too. Yeah. The, well, it it all sort of happened organically by, by accident. So we had the space Mm -hmm. that we didn't expect. So that was the purpose for the room right there is just extra space to fill. And then when we started to build it, it started with the door, believe it or not. And the, we found it on, on, um, I don't know, Facebook marketplace or Kijiji or whatever. And um, so we went and got that. And once the door was installed and I was thinking about how to hang or how to put the, just put the guns in generally. And uh, I was, I bought a rack to hang them vertically and uh, I hung that on the wall and they were, they're hung vertically. It's still back in the back there. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it didn't take up, there was too much space left over because they they could stack a lot of guns in uh, vertically. So then, then we started to talk about my wife and I started to talk about the pegboard idea. And then it was more, not really for display, but just for, just for our display. We weren't intending on, on showing it off or, or anything. Um, and then, so that went up and then the lighting wasn't good. So then the lights went up and then that wasn't great. So then we put a bulkhead in and so on and so forth. And it just kind of grew and became what it is now. So I guess hmm. no purpose is the answer to your question. Just accidental. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like renovations. You start with one thing and you, it just has a life of its own. Snowballs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Balloons into a much bigger project. I think mm-hmm. one of the, like the main allure for me for a gun room is um, being able to have guns, ammo, everything just in one spot and uh, have lots of space for it. Not have to like schmiggle things into a safe and all oh, this one's got to go this way. This one's got to go upside down. This oh can't put that one next to this one. Cause they got the bolts. I got and just, Nope. I just got all the space in the world to, to stack all that stuff in there and not have to worry about any, any of that kind of stuff. There's nothing worse than if you, if you're, if you're going to buy a, a, a gun online or something used and, and they say it's mint condition, except for a safe kiss, just cringe. That safe kiss <laughs> word. I just, you never know how bad it is or, or what it is. So uh, same reason why I like it now I, I don't do cheap gun cases anymore because of too many guns have been hurt by them. So I just, you can't have you can't have guns bouncing together. They're not they're not designed for no. that to be kept no. in prime prime shape. And, uh, hmm. So, and then uh, so yeah, so it sounds like you're using LED. How the, how's the pegboard working for you? I was th- I was considering that, but um, I think the opposite of you. So like you went vertical and you found like ah, they, I all my guns fit in such a small space. I got to get some pegboard and, and display them. Uh, I'm going vertical because. I, I need this space, um, but I might I might go pegboard or something like that for the pistols. So how, how do you like the the pegboard versus slot versus uh, other display methods? You th- think that would be an easy answer, but really it's a complicated one. So the uh, one factor is cost. So there's the slot wall that you can get uh, or pegboard. 
the thing with slot wall is you have one slot every probably three or four inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't give a lot of flexibility for, for heights of, you know, the, the front of the gun versus the rear. Um, if you have to adjust it by four inches, it doesn't line up very well. So pegboard, I think, is the way to go. There's a couple different kinds you can get, which I have both. So this is the steel sort of one. That's what was on the pistol wall. But you'll notice that the holes are larger. Mm-hmm. And so not all pegs are created equally, I've learned. So a smaller peg, when you put it in, it's just it's loosey-goosey. So every time you take your gun out, the peg just falls to the ground, mm-hmm. which drives me crazy. On the wood pegboard, they're a little bit more... They're, they're tighter diameter, so it fits a little mm-hmm. bit better. Still not perfect on, with a small peg, but it's a little bit better. Um, so from that perspective, the wood is a win. Where it's not a win is for pressure. So if you have a, a peg like this with a, a bottom hook, and then like, I don't know if you can see that, bottom hook there. Hmm. So as you put it in, the wall, the force pushes down like this. And that'll actually cause the the pegboard to to bulge out. And if you do mm-hmm. that with too many guns, then it'll actually it'll um, break and rip. And it's, so that's no good. So you have to put runners in every every so often to support the weight. Um, but you, you can hide it, so it's not a big deal. And then also with regard to hooks, I learned that steel hooks scratch guns. So then mm-hmm. you can't buy rubber hooks, or maybe you can, but I couldn't find any. So then. I had to plastic or rubber dip each of the hooks so that they're so that they're gun friendly. Oh, rubber dipping is a good idea. I've seen mm-hmm. a couple yeah. guys like use heat shrink or something like that to put on top, but rubber dipping is way easier. I like that. Way more fun too. Rubber dip. I, I when I had that can, I rubber dipped so much stuff. Just like so much. <laughs> I don't want to know. Rubber, rubber dip. dip. Pliers, rubber dip. Knife, rubber dip. <laughs> Everything rubber dip. <laughs> Everything rubber dip. And then if it, if, it, if it drips off and it makes a little drippy thing, then you get the Dremel out and you can sand it down. So it's like a, another win. Nice. Um, <laughs> so the other type of hook is like this, which you can see is much more uh, robust. I don't know if you can see the difference in the two against my shirt there, maybe. Nuts. But anyway, there's yeah. one that's, that's hard to do. One's very small and one's quite large. The large ones fit better. In the uh, in the steel, still not perfect, but better, and then they fit much better in the wood. Hmm. So that's what I have, I have confidence in in those pegs. But I had to order them from I forget where, not local. So between the two, I would I would go pegboard, and I don't know exactly. It depends on what look you're going for, I suppose. I've seen some some um, gun rooms on Pinterest or wherever online. And they're the nice mahogany, you know, glass case door, high class, high end looking ones right. that like, look like a study. And they're, they're quite nice, but no, uh, there's a price factor there too. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. just a little bit of one. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. uh, that's money that could go into the guns. <laughs> yeah. like Princess Auto can make you get, get that tactical look pretty quick. Yeah. So it's, they, Do you uh, have they a- don't cost very much. So do you have, um, do you also have your workbench and everything in there too? Yes. Is that another yeah, purpose? That you uh, shoulders leaning on it right here. It's because of the, the width of my room, I had to make one that folded down so that if I 
need the space for other things. I can just fold the workbench down to the, to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I act, it's sort of um, rudimentary. It's, it's pine because the house is a, is a pine house. There is extra pine left over. And mm-hmm. so I just sort of sanded down some round pine and that's the legs and they fold up and that was an engineering nightmare, but I managed to make it go. And and since I did it, it took me hours and hours and hours. I haven't folded it down not one time. So <laughs> not one. But it could still do it's it. So with stuff the, yeah, the devices there, the you know, and all the tools and that. So anyway, so I haven't set so up a vice yet, nice but that's uh, that's a good day. one. Yeah. Yeah. A vice would be nice. Do you have like a, speaking of, uh, uh, you mentioned Dremel there and I was just thinking about it. Do you have a, do you have a gunsmithing area in there? So I'm not the handiest of sorts. Uh, and I probably actually, I think I've emailed you a couple of times for advice way back when mm-hmm. on, on my WK and, and there was things broken that were very simple fixes and I couldn't figure out, but just get a different pin. <laughs> so I don't do a lot of the smithing. Uh, I don't even like cleaning. Actually, I have um, I have a, a gun range on my property just for small caliber stuff, 22, mm-hmm. 17 HMR, 22 mag, yes. up to 9 mil, sort of generally is what I, like carbines and stuff. Um, so when I when I purchase a gun, I have a spreadsheet. I, I totally dork out on this, and I, I, whatever, I'll go shooting for the day, and then I'll pick up my shells. As I'm shooting, I'll write down which pistol, or not pistol, but which... Um, gun like which long which pc carbine or whatever uh how many shots went through it and um uh, what caliber and what the cost was and i've got a spreadsheet of different ammo prices over over time and the um Hmm. the goal there is i want to see the point of failure for each of the firearms so Hmm. like how many shots can gray and birch take before jams or how many you know how many uh shots can you put Hmm. through a pc carbine before you have a malfunction just out of, out of interest more than anything. And um, so believe it or not, the, the most reliable so far gun that I've, I've never cleaned since I got it. And I've had it for a while now is my Henry golden boy, 22 uh, lever hmm. action. I believe I that. Got, yeah. Over 3000 rounds through it. And I haven't put a snake down the barrel or anything yet just because just, I'm waiting to, I'd love to clean it and just get, bring it back to perfect health, but it's still buttery smooth. And it's so, hmm. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So no, I don't have a gunsmithing really area because I don't even like cleaning. Never mind gunsmithing. <laughs> I think I'm going to put it like a little Dremel space in here and, uh, I've got a, like a reloading bench next to me. So, uh, reloading area for, for making ammo and that kind of a thing. Um, outlets, lots of outlets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got actually, because I well, I need I needed to be able to set up a computer desk in here as well for uh, for streaming for Slamfire. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 needed to set that up. These IKEA racks are actually pretty good for ammo. I've got a I got a picture that I I posted up on Instagram of this thing holding a, <laughs> a couple hundred pounds of uh, of ammo and uh, takes it like a champ. And you can set the like the height of the racks perfectly so that you can fit the ammo cans in there. Oh, it's so good. It's so much ammo, and it, and it didn't even take up like half the rack. Ammo is tricky to store. I've got—I don't know if you can see it. If I go like this, that that case right at the back, right there, mm-hmm. where there's all the buckets of bullets on top, the twenty-two bucket of bullets. 
uh, that's a three-tiered sort of storage space that locks for uh, ammo storage, but you can't put high volume in there. And I like to have backup. So um, I put my like bulk 223 and a bulk nine millimeter and, and different things in cans. And then I actually zip tie them closed so I can't get into them myself. So in my mind now that they're, they're not available. So they're, they're not ammo that I have unless I need it. Um, so they're all zip tied closed, but it's hard to find a spot to, to stack all those because they're, they're big and they're heavy and they're mm. awkward. So I'd have to look into that. Mm-hmm. You haven't built a designated area for it then? Not for that. No, or it's for- right now it's underneath my folding, underneath my folding workbench. Part of the reason it doesn't fold. Just monitor stack. <laughs> Okay. Instead of using the yellow pages, you use like two, two, three. <laughs> Long, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> yeah. Another um, another thing I struggled with finding a spot to to uh, store is spent casings, because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the system that I have of picking up all my shells and bringing them home and canning them and sorting them, blah blah blah. I've got like Culligan jugs of spent casings, aluminum and brass. And I don't reload, and plus it's twenty two. 22 and nine mil and small stuff mostly. So um, I need to find a solution for that. What to do with it. Hmm. I've got uh, princess auto has a deal right now on a wall rack of bins, little big blue bins, little red bins. And I picked one of those up because for reloading to have one of those right over top, my reloading station. mm, That's a good idea. Dyes, bullets, all that kind of stuff, all on a rack right above the right above where I reload is going to be nice. Yeah. So, Adriel, you're going to be doing a reload. I don't know, Josh. Do you have you done anything with air exchange or filters or anything like that for the rooms itself? No, because they don't reload. Um, yeah. I should get into it, but I only have X amount of numbers or hours per week to to dedicate yeah. to shooting, and so I I don't want to use half it for re- or any of it for reloading. Really, I'll just buy ammo for now. Um, but it gets excessively expensive, so I should I should uh-huh. start to reload. And in which mm. case, it would be important. Even just your hands having the the lead towels, like a dispenser somewhere mounted, that's a good idea. It's something I don't yeah. have. I'm just gonna tumble. It- I'm gonna tumble in the garage or somewhere else. That's gonna mm. that's gonna be where I keep all the lead and dust and whatever. Okay. Tumble outside. Bring clean cases in. Don't bring dirty cases in. Because then when you're reloading, yeah. There's there's a little bit of I guess if you got an exposed base bullet there's a tiny little piece of lead there that that could come off but it's not going to come off in the air or anything like that and I feel like if uh, as long as I'm tumbling it outside I should be able to keep all the lead somewhere else mm. yeah I don't know what the uh, what the ratio is of when it becomes harmful or or or, uh, or that sort of thing but I know even at, at my at my range at the I have a shooting shack and it's it's the smell of gunpowder and you know what I mean? That's there's lead there too. And so you have to mm-hmm. need an exhaust vent for sure. Yeah. And uh, probably don't have a good enough one, but I guess yeah. time will tell. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be a bad idea for like, if you're dremeling some stuff and yeah. like you get, you get a weird smoke coming out or you're, you know, cooking some wood, just like dremeling in it or grinding something. It wouldn't be a bad idea to have a quick little exhaust fan for that kind of stuff. I wonder, I might just, maybe I'll do like a little hood fan. Well, when you, (laughs) (laughs) but it's something to consider. Like, you know, I've asked it because some people will do their reloading and they'll do their cleaning and they'll everything and they'll have a a designated area for it. But if you're going to do a hood fan or an exhaust to the outside, 
are you considering that when you're starting to put it, think about uh, security? I got a six inch pipe here that I don't need. So I'm going to pull that out. <laughs> okay. So while it's a, it's a air intake for a uh, uh, furnace and a hot water tank and they're both direct pipe now. So don't need them. Okay. Hmm. Just don't blow it back into the kid's bedroom. That's all. Well, that's, that's, what that's, that's what I'm right there. So I could tie in right here and have like a, I just need a little fan to, uh, to attach to it. I'm good to go. Yeah. I'm sure there's a filter too that you can get that, that filters out. Oh, yeah. I don't know if carbon, a carbon filter would, or if a micro filter or whatever, but just straight out into the neighbor's house. Their, their house is right there. It's just yeah. right into there. <laughs> Whatever Honey, nasty I'm carcinogenic gas is coming out. <laughs> I don't know if you can He's buy life soldering. insurance on your neighbors or not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? One one question. You've got it on here. I'm thinking about it because I have a box full of magazines over here. I got mm. racks. The magazines, like they take up too much space on the rack. I need I need like a bucket or something like that. What are you doing for your mags? I um. So the big mags, like the two, two, three, and the those types of things, I just have a magnetic board basically that I stick them to. Mm. But the the smaller mags, the PC carbine and whatnot, I don't know if you can see that there, right there. Got too many plastic I just mags. Though. Made those. I just made those things. So mm. it's just. Uh, yeah, you said you. Drop. Yeah, you took a picture of it and mm. you sent it to us. Yeah, I may have. Yeah, and so it just drops in, and then it holds however many's there, but. The problem is, is that I would want to see if you can get one that's expandable because I've got three rows, but I've got five rows worth of magazines. So it's, it's mm -hmm. the, the math doesn't work. So I need more space still. Um, so it looks good and it's presentable and it's, it's fat, really fast to grab. So mm -hmm. especially if you keep them, I keep my mags loaded, which I know you're not supposed to do because the springs, blah, blah, blah. But I shoot no, so much. Fine. It's cycling. It's cycling on the yeah, springs. Yeah. As long as they're all compressed or uh, uncompressed, it doesn't matter. As long as there's no cycling, yeah. is what'll and kill. I, I try to uncompress them all every week, so so then recompress them again. So uh, <laughs> I'm good there, and they're quick to grab and and just lock and load if you need to do, or or just packing up. Take it to the range. If you're late running out the house. Take it to the range. Yeah. Like with my my competition yeah. pistol. All the mags just stay loaded unless I'm dry firing because uh, then when it's time to go to a three gun match, I just chuck them all on a ammo can and take it. There's no like I I see guys where, you know, all morning you've been working on like setting up bays and that kind of thing. And then they go load mags. And it's like, why? You should be looking at that stage. You should be trying to memorize yeah. it. Get your get your head in the game instead of load nine mil or two, two, three or whatever you got to yeah. do. Right. So, Adrian, what about the, you just said um, Princess Otto has those red and blue bins that, you know, mm -hmm. you're putting up for, what about using those for um, magazines? Ooh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I've also seen people, don't don't laugh, but I've also seen people use, you know, those shoe um, organizers that hang on the back of the door? I've, I've got oh. a spare one. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen people use those for the specific, and you just label it, whatever it is, whether it's your Glock mags, your CZ, or whatever. Oh. And just look, he's excited about it. Yeah. Well, I got all um, this like headroom where like hanging a shoe rack would be like the easiest thing in the world and would solve this problem. And I think the space wise would be just about perfect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What size is your room? What is, it, is it square? Your, your room? Uh, yeah. My, my room's a uh, 10 by 10 square. 
which are you going to do any enough floors, space. floor, floor mounted or floor standing racks? Have you seen those? Mm. That, uh, got, well, um, Savoie, I think it's the name of the company that makes them. And they're like, I'm going to do like a, like a row of rifles right over there, but I'm just using for now, at least I'm just using like a, a two by four with, uh, um, two inch cuts in it uh, all the way. And I'm just going to mount that against the wall there so I can just leave like a crap ton of rifles there and have all the headspace. Yeah, you, you said that tip on a recent episode and I, I made one too for my for my shooting shack. So it works good, that, that two inch nice. thing. So, yeah. the, um, the floor standing racks, I don't know if you've seen those, but they, they have a sort of a tripod that kicks out. You put the long guns on one side and then on the back side, mm-hmm. there's spots for a bunch of pistols. Mm-hmm. So if you had the floor space, that's a good way of, of doing it. But yeah, I've, well, I I've got to shoot videos like review views and that kind of thing. So I need the floor space to be able to move around, like set up cameras in, in different spots. So I think I might leave it empty and then just like push as much stuff as I can to the, to the edges and keep the, keep the middle open and then put some more sound deadening stuff in here. Oh, it doesn't sound too bad right now. No, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Adriel, when we were before we went live, Adrian was talking about his gun room, and I thought he had really bad taste in paint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do, and shirts too. <laughs> yeah. and I said, but I painted it green so I could do all you know, it's like a green screen. And I went, Oh my god, you're right, but really, I did think it was awful, an awful color. But it's you know. someone else on Instagram <laughs> thought the same thing, they're like, You painted your gun room a bright green, <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell's wrong with you? Oh, I- it's a green screen. Come on. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing. I didn't know where I was going to put like racks or anything. Like, ah, fuck it. I'll just paint the whole thing green. Paint it all. Paint yeah. it all. Yeah. And that makes sense. So that's, he's incorporated another aspect of it uh, yeah. to make it a multi-purpose room. The green's not half bad. No, it's it's horrible. <laughs> it's ugly. It brings out your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else? Let's do what else? What are some of the what is one thing that you did that you wish you didn't do there, Josh? Good question. Um, or vice versa, what's one thing that you didn't do that you wish you did? So if I if I was to redo it again and it didn't start by a sort of an accident, I would have made the dimensions different. Different. I would have made it although it's interesting because it's so long, it 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 really like if someone comes in that's there's a lot to take in because you can't just stand at the door and sort of, you know, look around and see it all. You have to sort of take the tour from one end to the other to, to take it all in. Um, but I think that I would, I would widen it. I would make it more square, probably, you know, 40 mm-hmm. long, which it is now by, by 15 40, wide, 40. something like that. 40, 40, 40, by 40, by 40. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 40 by 40. 1600 uh, square feet is about right. Yeah, uh, it's a gun room. It's a little gun room. Honey. Yeah. Yeah. It's not counted the square feet of your house anyway. You might as well use it for a gun room. Oh, yeah. 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 Space. I would make it larger, so but it's, it's always that way, right? There's, you never have enough room for just keep accumulating and, and it grows. So, but I would make it larger. And then also, I, and I still may change the pegboard. I don't know. So there's a, there's a couple, oh yeah, I wanted to mention this. There's a couple of really nice gun room systems that you can buy if Mm -hmm. money's not a factor. Mm -hmm. Um, Gallo Technologies is one that I bought a couple bits and pieces from, but there's a couple that just, they do that. Like you can hang 
good like your bulletproof vest if you had one that just could take the weight of of anything um and so i bought a couple of pistol display shelves like this so they yes. kind of hang on the wall like so and then it, it displays your uh your pistols mm. problem is is that i didn't realize it at the time but they're made to click onto a regular to their system so it's designed to just oh, click on okay. like so. so they do have holes um in them right here but you can't get a drill to it with the angle that it's at so you're trying to put it mm. against the wall even if you have a 90 degree bit you just can't you can't get yeah. in there to do it so it was a struggle to hang those uh, but they they work well and there's nothing else like them out there um so that's, that looks like it would be pretty easy to make yeah but it's robust and it's yeah. it's, it's finished well it's powder coated um, it wasn't expensive, but it was a bugger to, to hang it. Well, I might so. just do a shelf. I might just do a shelf like that, 45 degree with a little lip on it so that you can like yeah. pop your pop your handgun and just kind of have it sitting there like that. That looks easy mm -hmm. to do. I might just do that. I found that the, the easiest way for sort of grab and go is the magnets that, that you hang from the ceiling and then your, your gun just sort of snaps up into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just hangs there and then you can just grab and, and go as, as you see fit. Another thing I've done is, uh, uh, and it might not be the best solution, but but a peg in the barrel like so. If yeah. you have the right hook, then mm -hmm. it can it can hold it well. I've seen a couple other solutions too, but the magnet, and I've tried a few of them. I have a stacking rack uh, that I I don't use anymore. I have a, a couple other things like that, but the, the best one I've found for for pistols for sure is the is the magnets and the shelf if you want to display them. Hmm. I like so that shelf. That shelf. That shelf is is repeatable. I can build one of those plywood. I got lots of scrap plywood. I'm just gonna make like a quick little shelf out of that because, yeah, and I'll yeah. keep my eye out for a more um, permanent solution. Something on the on the front of it. Well, I guess if you're making it out of wood, it wouldn't be a big issue. These ones because they're metal, you don't want to you know metal on metal contact. So I put it just a, a shelf or a you know kitchen drawer pad. Sort mm -hmm. of on it, same color. That, oh, that's that a good idea. Protection for yeah. yeah. So your gun room is forty feet long, correct? Forty feet, yeah. Yeah. So did you also another purpose? Did you put up any targets or anything so that you can practice your <laughs> crossbow? Don't answer or? that. <laughs> <laughs> that information is classified. Your archery. <laughs> the uh, no. No, 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 no. Just stick with no. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No. All right. Nice bleeding, but no. Oh. <laughs> I would have actually, maybe. I don't know. I, anyways. All right. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to get a vice uh, in here because uh, – uh, there's a couple of things on an AR or something like that where you need a vice to take the barrel on or off or or um, or do that kind of a thing. Or the same thing. Oh, WK, the same thing, right? So uh, I would like a vice. Um, although other than that, I'm not sure how much I would use it because I'd probably want like a uh, like one of those gun cleaning stands. Well, I've got one mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that it just just like to use for the ticking ones. The yeah, ones. yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got one of those that's like a one piece unit that would probably sit over here or something like that that would just be fine. But they have nice. this uh, 
attachment that goes on them too for the 180 or any sort of AR yep. platform kind of. Yeah, I've kind got of one of those so too. Sits on. I, yeah, I don't well. find I use it a lot, but it it is it is a really great way of of like holding it hands free and being able to work on it. I don't think I've ever used this to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, like but I don't know. If you're doing like trigger work and like trying to get the trigger in or something like that, but I just don't find it like a like a hassle to just hold the receiver and do that. There have been times where I've wanted one of those mag mounts to either put in the vise or put on the Tipton gun vise, but mm-hmm. uh, I've made do without it. But there have been times where I wish I kind of did have it. But yeah, you can't make do without the vise when you're taking a barrel off or putting a barrel on or no. doing something that's high torque. Um, that's when you need the vice, but for the, as many times as I need it, maybe I'll just, I'll set up my vice in my shop or my garage or something like that. Well, they even make the piece that holds the upper. So you don't have it on the lower. It clamps your upper in place for torquing on your barrel. And that's what I've got, but you still need to put a vice on it to, and, and bolt it to something like steady to, to get the, cause you're, you're pulling like. 80 foot pounds on the stupid thing. So yeah, it's gotta be secure and any, like any wiggle side to side. That's when you start damaging parts. When you, when you, when you don't quite have the leverage and the control over it that you need mm-hmm. and you're making do with some hanky way of doing it, maybe like torquing a barrel nut while holding the receiver on the floor and you've got the scope on it because you need more torque and the lower and like, <laughs> you're probably bending stuff, but, uh, never done I, that. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm not speaking from experience <laughs> on this either, right? That's, I always use the, the, worst the, the, the worst. The worst is with the buffer tube nut that has no actual flat surfaces on it. You know, you need that, that gripper thing and then trying to get the torque on it. Yeah, hitting yeah. it with a, a brass a punch or something like that. Give it the corner <laughs> round. I've, I've got a castle nut wrench, net wrench though, so yeah. I've, I haven't done that. But there's lots of stuff. Jeez, I just I just recently got one of those blocks that like has the the cutouts for barrels and stuff, so you can like pound stuff through it. And uh, oh my god, that so is nice, a lifesaver. That, that's oh so yeah, nice. I was gonna see, suggest if you put one of those like kind of on a lazy susan sort of system, so that you can spin it easily on your workbench. That might be, <laughs> that might be just select a surface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Roll it around. Oh, do I need my my reloading press or my uh, bench block or <laughs> my bike? All just on like a ten dollar like lazy Susan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. No, I mean a little, it's uh, a little air compressor would would be handy actually. A little air compressor mm-hmm. to have in in the yeah. room if you had the space for. Yeah. If you didn't have a Dremel, if you had, you know, blowing stuff Dremel off and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, um, my, my floor always seems to be dirty from, uh, I, I guess just outdoor dirt because I come straight in. So if you were going to spend a lot of time in here and, and, uh, didn't want to go outside at all, then if you had central vac, it would make sense to put a little, outlet in but i don't know if anybody has central vac anymore or not my central vac is right there i can totally pipe in a central vac in here nice (laughs) there you go that'd be handy especially when you're dremeling just have that right there and oh yeah oh and uh like all the used primers and all the powder, all the like spilled powder. Yeah, you don't want that in a freaking central bath. Gone. I don't have to worry about it now. It's out of my room. <laughs> Go to change the bag. It's like, what the? <laughs> central yeah. vac. 
I didn't even think about it. Get a shot back. I've got a central. It's literally right there. It's on the other side of this wall. I can run a little bit of PVC. Hook it up up just like you're going to do with the fan. And then the kids' room. You can do the thing. It's right here. Crystal's Crystal's saying you could run it on like the floor vent, just like a wood shop or whatever. You have a flap when you don't need it and then open it up and just sweep stuff into it. Oh, the sweeps are nice. I got carpet in here. I yeah, that's whole, a good I idea. A, I, my pipe's right there. I could just tee off that thing. Okay, fine. I'm good to go. Well, I guess oh, the page, that the, just touches the page on something. inside the owner's manual. Page inside the owner's manual for the for the central vac that says do not uh, vacuum up flammables or explosives. Just rip that page out before the insurance company sees it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see that page. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Adriel, you brought up something with the carpet floor ideal flooring for gun rooms depending like if you're just storage or if you're working in there you know i've done it on carpet before like dremeling and that and it it sucks because trying to vacuum that up and clean that it it can be fun or um when you trim brass and you get those little shavings everywhere and if if they get into the carpet they don't come out they just poke the crap out of your feet every time you walk over them or that detent pin Hmm. yeah yeah I think yeah, the only way the only way it. to install a, a detent pin in an AR is one of those like uh, clean rooms. Like you think about like an old insane asylum, like <laughs> with the padding on the outside, it's like fully lit. That's where you got to yeah. do the the detent pin thing. And if it flies off, you'll find it right away, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny that last week on stream, I was going through the WK and I popped one of the Eclipse, and it I still didn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> it just went flying. Like, oh, I got another one. Okay. That's a horrible feeling when you hear that pop, and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Followed that. by the sound of metal as it goes down the grate. You're for your grate. At least you don't have to look for it again anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, what type of flooring do you think is probably the best for a gun room? Hard Depends soft. what you're. So, so, like, yeah, something that's that's. Uh, I would say something that's not tile because if you if you drop. Yeah, you're Unless, going to well, I, I did drop a scope off my workbench, and and uh, luckily the company that sells it has a lifetime warranty, so I sent it back, and they sent me a new one. That was no problem. Um, but if you drop something else and it, it can smash and break, then that's not a good thing. So yeah. if you had like a like a plank or laminate flooring that had some yeah. cushion or then underfloor heating idea. with cushion and mm-hmm. vinyl uh, planking with cork underneath. I was going to spend plank. the money on that. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking vinyl plank, even just on the cement, if you're doing it in the basement, just for that comfort and it looks good. And it's got a little bit of give if you do drop something on it. Easy to clean cold. up. It's too yeah. cold. I'm going to go with like utility carpet just just to give like give me a little bit of warmth because <laughs> it's so cold on your feet. So build a sub floor, so insulate it, and then... Uh, you're talking about more work here, Kyle. I don't want to put a subfloor <laughs> and laminate. Oh my god, no way, no way. It's gonna get crappy utility carpet, and if I or drop a bunch of oil on it or something like that, I'm not gonna feel bad at all. I got, I got it for you, Adriel. Um, mm-hmm. We used to install. I'm pretty sure you can still get it. The in, older in-floor heating was just a wire that you ran along the floor, and then you put a grout down. <laughs> let that go flat and then you can put your vinyl plank over that then you got your in-floor heating in your gun room mm-hmm. and all ready to go or just like, wear fuzzy like, slippers yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the right idea here it's the cheapest solution so you're fine <laughs> also if your your gun room's in the basement adriel is it 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So flooding can, is a is something to consider too. So if yeah. you have, uh, I got insurance. Have, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. That subfloor idea is looking better and better. <laughs> subfloor would get that's just another thing that'll get wrecked with the flooding. Yeah, but it'll keep your guns drier up off the ground. Oh, that's a good topic. Moisture control. What's your plan there? I'm in Alberta. That's my plan. It's dry here. <laughs> it's so dry here. Good. That good. it is. Yeah. yeah. I was checking so, my humidity yeah. upstairs earlier and it was like 18%. <laughs> I don't have to yeah. worry about rusting. It's Alberta. Well, in the center of the universe, Ontario, we have a little bit of moisture. Humidity. What do you do, Josh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't. I, I piped um, uh, ductwork in so that the uh, there's a cold air exchange and okay. the warm air blows in also. So there's there's circulation. I haven't had any moisture issues though. Surprisingly, most basements, but maybe it's because it's a new house. I'm not sure, but um, basically, mm-hmm. I just I have those Yeti things from inside the gun case that you have to those steel. I don't know if you've seen not Yeti the Nanook um, moisture absorber steel mm-hmm. cases oh. filled with beads. It's they turn colors traps. when they're yeah. full, and then yeah, 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 you have to bake them and they become better again. So uh, how often do you find you have to them. bake those? I did the first time and now they're sitting there useless. So instead what I do is uh, anytime we buy anything new and it has a silica package in it, I just grab that and throw it in my, in my safe. I have a safe safe inside the safe room um, and I just throw them all oh, in there. Okay. And so yeah. Well, you got the air circulation. Okay, no, what about you got the air circulation? What about investing in a dehumidifier? I'm pretty sure you can get a have one. ones that I have one, yeah, but it affects. I've had it on before, and it sort of affects the the moisture in the whole home, and mm-hmm. so I want to run the yeah. the rest of the house at a little bit higher level than the than the gun room. Yeah, uh, because you have, have a timber issues. frame house. Yeah. So a long home, so you actually have to be aware of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it dries out and cracks big time when, if, like, if we have the fireplace, the wood stove upstairs lit. Uh, the first, oh yeah two years, which we're in only in year three now. So there's some big booms. It's like pressure cracks when you're on the ice, if you're ice fishing, I don't know if you've experienced that, but it's like yeah. a, it's a big boom. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what's like. So. Yeah. Scares the crap out of you. So don't want it to be too dry. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So you don't want it to be too dry. And so, um, so far it's been, it's been fine the way it is and just, just leave it. See what happens. Awesome. I have seen so the, there's um, the, the electronic devices too that they go inside your safe or your safe room. I don't know what they're what they're all about or what their story is or how they perform, but I've seen them available lately. Oh, Andrew, you're muted. The dehumidifiers, you're saying? Yeah, they're like firearm specific. Uh, I think. I don't know, Bullseye North or somewhere that has a good Instagram page that's frequent. I think mm. it has them on once in a while. Tenda maybe or somewhere, but um, it's like a like a tube almost that, that is uh, electrified and, and goes inside your safe or your room and it absorbs moisture. And then it can okay. Bluetooth to your phone also to tell you what the moisture level is. Forget what the mm. name of them is. I, can, I just got like, I they've got these really inexpensive temperature and humidity sensors on... Uh, 
on eBay. I just have a couple of these that I've just got around the house to see if the temperature difference is anything to write home about or the humidity is weird or something like that. Right now it's no. uh, 24%. It's fine. So yeah, so you can quickly monitor it that way. That's good. Well, mostly it's like uh, to adjust temperature and that kind of thing as well around the house. But yeah, there's lots of uh, lots of options. I guess that, like because it's a room, it doesn't really matter. You can just go as uh, as big or as small on the humidity control as you want to, right? Dry core, subfloor over concrete. Tough yet feet warm. Feet warm. <laughs> it's an important thing. Cool. Yeah. Are we anything else to mention about uh, gun rooms? I think that pretty well covers everything that I had uh, on them. Oh, it's great. That's a great. I'm gonna have. I would like to have this. This room, the uh, a ten by ten square is too small for it. But I would really like to set up more targets around so I can do dry fire. Mm-hmm. That's something that this room isn't great at. That I'm probably gonna have to use my downstairs living room for uh, because mm-hmm. I just need. A, a, a target 10 feet away is just not far enough away to, to draw down on. And, and no, you need some distance. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe if I printed real small ones, it would work. Well, you put a dot on there or something. Yeah. 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 I guess I could do that. Yeah. I know one guy, a high level shooter and he dry fires in his bedroom in a trailer. And hmm. he's, he's top level shooter. And you just pick smaller targets or something. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I can. Maybe I can. If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again to uh, Josh for coming on to telling us all about your gun room. It looks awesome and uh, definitely put a lot of effort into that. It's great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll yeah, get it's into uh, ongoing, ongoing project. Ongoing? Let's yeah. See how it is. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be messing around with it for a long while, right? Tweaking and yeah. Uh, we'll get into listener feedback. Listener feedback sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in farms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, farms accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we have no new emails, which is a shame. I was hoping for a long one to give to Kelly this week. Ugh. Nope. Rats. No. No. That's because I'm all in. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Rats. Hey, we did have kind of one, but it's not really Canadian. But uh, the, and it's also, uh, the there is somebody that wrote in about the uh, shooting that happened in New York City. The Glock oh, yeah. right? The Glock jammed. Yeah. Because he was using extended mags, probably. That's true. Cheap extended mags, probably. True. Yeah. So, mm. and that's the only comment we had. I see a bunch of like I, I've seen more than one person claiming this is some sort of false flag information. I think this is just the dumbest thing in the world. Like, it it it's hard to do something like that, and uh, it's hard to just have ten victims out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's just peak stupidity. Hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Anyways. Okay. Uh, All right. If, 
All right. All right. <laughs> okay. So if you'd like to send a long letter for Kelly to read on a future show, yeah. please do so at slabfireradio at gmail.com. We'd appreciate that. Or at least I would. Um, if you'd like to support the show, or do we have, oh, we do have a new Patreon supporter. Yeah, we do. Uh, Darren O with $5. That's awesome. I, my peeps. Might, might know Darren. Yeah. yeah. You know Darren? Darren. Yeah, we know Darren. Kelly knows Darren too. Yeah. 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 From, Thanks, Darren. From the Maple Seed world? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's one of our sheep bosses in BC. Oh, nice. Also a listener. Obviously. Right. <laughs> Obviously. Thank you to Darren. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, please do so at uh, patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. And uh, does anyone have a shout out for this evening? I do. Kelly. Okay. So my first shout out goes out to Josh. Uh, thank you for coming on tonight, uh, showing us your gun room and also uh, staying on the whole entire show as well. And for being so awesome. Thanks for your, thanks for coming on tonight. My other shout outs are to the ladies from uh, she shoot podcast uh, for having a great show this week. Everybody go on over there, have a listen, uh, tune in on your favorite apps as well. So you can listen as an actual podcast or you can watch the video too. So go on over there. That's it for me. I got a shout out to uh, Ross for sharing that uh, caliber mag article. That must have just happened. So the Alberta CFO called for the federal government to cancel the OIC. Oh, um, really? Good try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, they're not going to. Uh, did they, the did they say please? Like, calling, for, calling for the government to uh, walk back their legislation, but uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that the Alberta one does. Yeah, yeah, Alberta. It's yeah. trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Josh, are you moving out to Alberta too? Uh, I was thinking Montana, actually. <laughs> way, better. <laughs> way better. Yeah. If things don't change in the next uh, round of elections, that we're we actually, I have been looking at property in all honesty. Okay. The, I, know. I know that uh, others in the this industry who shall rena- name, remain nameless at the moment, but they're um, moving south with their business. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Firearms business, oh. yeah, the whole nine years, heading to Florida. It's just, uh, yeah. who knows? So Sad. we've been looking. Montana is a very expensive place, and but very nice, huge yeah. ranches. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So for now, things. for now, Ontario is is good, and then Alberta, and then Montana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alberta's the transition, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, um, anything for you, Kyle? Yeah, I'd actually like to shout out everybody who joined the live stream last Thursday night after the show going through the WK and watching match videos and getting in there chatting made it seem actually worthwhile to do. So thank you guys. That's all right. Awesome. Uh, I don't have any shout outs uh, this evening. Uh, Check us out on gun owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. I was actually trying to look to see what the current count was, but I couldn't figure it out. I don't know why Facebook's hard. Yeah. You keep changing things. Yeah, yeah I, I followers just, I, and likes, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. Know. I thought I thought it was something to do with me, but it, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. But anyways, <laughs> like us on Facebook, uh, give us a review on Facebook, 
join the CCFR. Very, very, very important. And uh, thanks again to Josh. And see you all next week. Later, see you next week. Bye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.